What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Smoking Jay, the fantasy fornicator of Bears, Brews, and the Bros. And I want to talk to you guys about Monkey Knife Fight. If you guys use the promo code DUBROS, that's D-A-B-R-O-S, they will match your first deposit up to $50. With football here, finally here, and all the sports, you know, taking action, make sure you guys get involved. There's plenty of prop games going on on Monkey Knife Fight. And it doesn't stop there. Monkey Knife Fight is allowing me to give away 10 $25 vouchers to use on MKF.com. For every five people that send me a screenshot showing me that you guys use my promo code, DUBROS, I will enter you in a separate raffle and give you guys another opportunity to get some more free money. Let's go. Let's get this money. Let's have a great, great fantasy football year, basketball, baseball, all of that. Let's get this money, baby. Bear down. Hello there. This is Richard Dent. You're listening to the Bears, Brews, and the Bros podcast. Welcome back to Bears, Brews, and the Bros. This is your boy, Smoking Jay, in the house with my brother over there, Doc PLC. It's just us two tonight. We made it through the night, and it was worth the wait, wouldn't you say? What's the final score, man? Oh, 20 to 19, Chicago. Bear down. What a game. What what a game um as far as like emotions, right? Like straight up. This, this was crazy. Like you felt bad, then you felt good. Same that was the first half. Second half the same thing. It was consistent, man. Yeah, there were like five or six lead changes in the game. I forget what they said, but man alive. Got made sure my heart is working today. Man. Shout out the defense. I just want to say, man. Shout out the defense. Chuck Pagano. You pulled one over on Brady finally. How does it feel? Oh, Game man, ball finally. to you, my man. Game End ball. Of the show, Chuck Pagano. Yeah. All right, man. So let, let's talk about that first quarter. The Bucks jump out in front. 10 to 0. We were not looking good. Nick Foles, he was missing throws. He missed Allen Robinson on the first drive for for a very very easy first down, but it was he just overthrew him. He overthrew him. Mm-hmm. Then uh, yeah. yeah, man, I mean he missed he missed Darnell Mooney on a bomb. Darnell Mooney was gone. Like if if Nick Foles would have given just let him let that ball right in front of him, laid it down there, that was, a, still, that was six points, man. He'd still be running. Yeah, no, um, I think the broadcasters said it perfectly is Nick Foles is very streaky and he started out on a bad streak and so Tampa Bay got out to a lead because the Bears couldn't capitalize on anything and yeah there was some shady play calling but ultimately I blame Nick Foles for the first quarter because he was throwing it in the turf receivers can't catch it when it's 10 feet away from them and then there was that ball he threw. And I'm going to say for what he was trying to do, it wasn't that bad of a ball. He was trying to, like, uh, make sure Allen Robinson stopped on his route so the, the ball, like, fell in front of him. He had to drop down, almost, like, drop his knees to catch it. And a defender came, put his hand out there, and it bobbled, boom, interception. So I'm not going to – I'm not too mad at it. But still, you know, you started off cold. You need to make those plays, man. I wasn't I wasn't mad at it, but you know I, I could appreciate the effort trying to make a big play. 
But, uh, you know, it would have been nice to come out on top on that one. Right. But you know what? Turn it around. You go to the second quarter, and, you know, it started off a little iffy. But toward that end of the second quarter, Foles got hot and put together a nice touchdown drive. And then the defense stepped up. Kyle Fuller just destroyed Keyshawn Vaughn and forced that fumble, which yeah. which first, it could, it could first, go either way. They didn't call it a fumble. At first, right. they, they, call, call they called it incomplete. And mm-hmm. I would have been okay with it being incomplete, but I'm ecstatic that they called that a turnover, a fumble. He got a few steps in and just got leveled. Man, he saw his life flash before his eyes as Kyle Fuller just destroyed him. At this point. It was wonderful. Oh, yeah, go ahead. ahead. It was wonderful to actually get a turnover and the Bears capitalize on it. In the past few years, the Bears will get turnovers, and if they don't make points by themselves, the offense wasn't capitalizing. So to go down the field, capitalize on it, Get that touchdown. Love it. Love it. Yeah, next drive, you know, uh, Jimmy Graham, beautiful catch, one-handed catch. It was a nice throw, too. It it was a nice throw, but just a beautiful catch by Jimmy Graham, man. Shout-out to him, man. Great catch, bro. 14-13, halftime. 14-13, halftime. We get the ball first. And the Bears continue what they've done all year. The third quarter, they've been outscored 39 to nothing. 39 to nothing. Let that sit in. This was game five. And in five games in the third quarter, they can't muster a single point. What's going on there? The adjustments made on the other side are a lot better than the ones Matt Nagy does on his side. That's really what it comes down to. Matt Nagy is not good at countering. I said that on the last show. He couldn't counter the whole game to Frank Reich. Over here, and it happens all the time, like you said, in third quarter, we always get all scored. And Nagy, once again, cannot counterpunch. It's not even just getting out scored. It's We're getting shut out. The Bears are getting shut out. Um, yeah. That's what makes it worse. You know, thankfully, they only gave up three points. The defense this game, like I said, first quarter gave up 10 points. Not even too mad about that. But the rest of the game, three field goals, one each quarter. That's fantastic. We couldn't ask for more. So, I don't know what's going on with the third quarter, but Matt Nagy, needs to call Andy Reid and say, what can I do? Because we all know he is, you know, worships Andy Reid. He wants to be exactly like Andy Reid. He's got his uh, little takeout menu in front of him, just like Andy Reid. Call him up and say, Andy, Coach Reid, please tell me what I can do better. And he'll help him out because they don't play him other than if they go to the Super Bowl. So, you know, that's uh, he, he's got to get some advice, figure out what to do for that third quarter because this zero points in the third quarter, not going to float well at all. 
Definitely. Yeah. Fourth quarter, two that we scored two field goals. Both kicks, we were all worried. <laughs> we we were you know, first one was a long one. I think it was a forty seven yarder. Yeah, forty seven yard field goal. And I'm like, I'm over here thinking like God, oh, we've seen this we've seen this before. We already know what's gonna happen. But he fucking sank it, man. Fucking yep. 47-yard field goal, man. Shout out Cairo Santos, man. Yep. Yep, Cairo Santos. He had himself a good game. Uh, while we're talking about the fourth quarter, they mentioned it on the broadcast. And I saw it a lot of the game. I had some issues with Matt Nagy's play calling. Again, I feel like this is a frequent topic that we've discussed this season. In the last drive the Bears had, on second down, they chose to throw the ball to Allen Robinson, which, don't get me wrong, he's the best receiver. You should be throwing the ball to Allen Robinson. But in that situation, Troy Aikman said it right. He was just baffled by the fact that Matt Nagy chose to throw the ball there instead of running it, forcing Tampa Bay to use that timeout. You have to force them to use the timeout, run the clock, and leave Brady 30 seconds instead of a minute and 15 seconds. The Bears, thankfully, have a defense that could step up, but a minute and 15 seconds for Brady to go 50 yards and get a field goal, it's not that's not far-fetched at all. So there's got to be better play calling. Somebody on that offensive staff has to say, Matt, we have to run the ball here. And this is why. Throwing it, I get it. You want to get the dagger. You want to get the dagger. You want to leave zero seconds on the clock when you kick. But you have to think smarter. You have to make sure they use their timeout and have no timeouts remaining and use as much time as you can. What do you think? No, yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that um, running the ball. That would have helped out a lot. Montgomery, only 10 carries, 29 yards. That's not a good look. Tampa is ranked number two in the NFL, uh, rushing yards given up per game. That's at a 64.25 clip. We have we had 35 yards today. That's still bad. That's horrible. You got to do a better job of getting uh, Montgomery the ball, get more creative with his runs is what I'm saying, and that's going to help us in the passing game. Maybe take some stress off of Nick Foles too, man, because – you know, there's a lot of stress on him to make plays. If you don't got a running game, running game that has your back, it's going to make the job tougher for that quarterback. I did want to say, too, when you were talking about the play calling, there was that one drive where the Bears, um, where Santos made up made a 47-yard field goal. They had hit a couple first downs or a few first downs, and Nick Foles was trying to speed up the tempo. Mm-hmm. Then Matt Nagy goes ahead and he calls a timeout. And I think it was Troy Aikman again. He's like, hey, you know, Nick Foles looked like he wanted to keep it going. He liked the matchup. He saw something out there. And Matt Nagy totally killed his buzz. Like, he killed his freaking flow by calling that timeout. So we ended up getting, like, back-to-back penalties. Uh, Ryan Nall was one of the one of the penalties. And next thing you know, it was uh, third and 29. Mm-hmm. Third and 29, and they ran a five-yard uh, pass. Talking about play calling. Exactly. Like, I get 47 yards is going to give me. you got to yeah. run at least a 10-yard route. But what do I know, right? So, 
so the last drive, I don't even know if I, I don't even remember how we got this drive started or be honest with you, but I think he made a nice throw to Montgomery. It was like the second one where, where he just like lofted that ball in the air and just, it just hung up there like at, for just the perfect amount of time. And it just dropped right in Monty's hands. It was just a beautiful throw, man. Like seriously. There was a roughing the passer, uh, yeah, roughing the passer call too, in that fourth quarter against them. Anthony Miller made a big catch for a first down, and we had a 38-yard field goal attempt. Man, what were you thinking right before that kick? Uh, I had flashbacks to Cody Parkey. I'm not gonna lie, we shouldn't even say his name on here, Mister Double Doink himself. I had flashbacks to him. But Cairo Santos, you know, he came through. He had a solid game. He hit, he hit both his extra points, which is obviously key in this game, winning by only one point. No. And he hit both his field goals. You know, four for four on his kicks. That's all you can ask for from a kicker. Go in there, do your job, walk off the field, and celebrate. You're the hero because you could hit a field goal. That's all, that's all we need. Consistency. That's all we've ever needed. If we can get consistency, that's all we need there. So, Where's all the Paul Edingers of the world? We need you back. Paul Edinger. <laughs> okay. So, I want to say uh, game ball, Khalil Mack. Way to show out today, bro. Khalil Mack had himself a game. The first half, the first half was a little iffy. But that second half, the Bears came with the pass rush. And, you know, they got to pin their ears back. And the little Mac was wreaking havoc. And there's one play where yeah, it was after, I think it was right around after the whistle blew. He just, like, flipped over an offensive yeah, line. That, yeah. Body slammed this guy. Just that like was so he was nice. a rag doll. That was so nice. I thought it was like a wrestling match real quick. You know how they whip him in the mat real quick? That's what it looked like. It was nice. Yeah. Lil Mac, Kyle Fuller laying down that boom in that one play, forcing that fumble. I feel like Jackson was all over the place today. Roquan Smith making some nice tackles, tackle for loss. Trevathan, too, I saw you today. He must have heard us a few episodes back where we were criticizing him. Way to lead the team in in, uh, tackles today, man. Good job. Right. Well, so um, made some plays. You know, how about how about Jalen Johnson? He was given they, a task. Granted, Mike Evans was gimpy, but Mike Evans he only had five catches for forty-one yards. Yeah, Kyle Fuller was on him too, but but I, I uh, Jalen Johnson was on him here and there as well. So I see what you mean. I mean, he gave up that touchdown, which it, it sucked, but. I mean, it's hard to guard Mike Evans with a little five-yard slant route. He's, you know, he's a veteran. I, I don't even know that Kyle Fuller would have stopped that. I think it was a touchdown either way. And so, uh, you know, you knock that out. You have four receptions for 35 yards. That's pretty good. And like I said, I, you know, Jalen Johnson, he was doing that sometimes. Thankfully... Thankfully yeah, for the Bears, the Bucks were gimpy. Mike Evans was hobbling. O.J. Howard's out. Chris Godwin's out. 
Um, Scotty at the, end of the game, at the end of the game, they had that defensive player whose name I can't even think of right oh, now. Oh, Vea. Yeah, Vea. That guy, he was looking good, and I don't know what happened. He got carted off the field. You hate uh, he to got, see that. He got rolled on. You hate to see that. That helped the Bears, though. Not gonna lie, because he was eating our offensive linemen alive. So, I don't know. I think I think we covered this game pretty well. Um, where are we looking next week? Yeah, man. Next week, let's see. Let's pull up the schedule here. All right, next week we are on the road. Oh, actually, yeah, on the road, Carolina. Carolina's one of the, they have a pretty good pass defense, so that's going to be interesting. Which is surprising because we thought Carolina would have a weak ass defense this year. Yeah, I mean, like they they're they're. I mean, I I gotta look it up, do some research, but I saw they were up there like top five, top ten, and like pass passes completed or something like that, or pat or or defensive overall stats, some shit like that. Either way, you're still going to be surprised because you can't even name anybody over there. Bradbury's gone. They don't got, you know, they don't got any name. This guy retired, Luke Keekly. So. Keekly retired, right? Yeah, Keekly retired, so. Yeah, so I literally could not name one player on that team on the defense. I had zero chance. They got some weapons on offense, so it's going to be a little bit of a test. If we can't get pressure on Bridgewater, we're going to have a little bit of problems over there. They do have some weapons on offense, but I really feel like their offense this year has not clicked for Carolina. They I got nice They just they're coming off a very nice game. They they are. They are, but I think overall this year it hasn't been that spectacular. I don't know. I think the Bears are going to be the best defense they've faced so far. And I, I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. I think the Bears have – they got to come out with the win. You have to find weaknesses in that defense and run the ball. Run the ball. Against the Bucks. the Bears could not run the ball this game. And the Bucks are an elite defense this year. You know, I don't know what happened, what they changed that – at one point, it was take any offensive player going against the Bucs in fantasy, and you're going to have a good game. But the Bucs flipped a switch, and now their defense, they are solid. Yeah. And yeah. so the Bears need to run the ball against Carolina, though. That's all I'm saying. They got to run the ball. We got, we got, we got um, work to do. We got work to do. We got to get a, a – Better game plan to get Monty involved. It's got to happen. And we got some extra days to get prepared, too. That could only help Nagy and that coaching staff get this team ready to go. I believe, too, the team, you know, they're running a Mitch-heavy playbook. So they're still getting used to whatever Nick Foles likes to run. Because I saw Nick Foles on the sideline, like, lecturing Nagy for a little while. Like, letting him know something. Like, I don't, you know, whatever he was seeing out there. So well, I think it's going to take some time for this team to like know exactly what Nick Foles wants to run and to be on the same page with the playbook, play calling, et cetera. So hopefully we get it together against Carolina. They got a decent offense, man. They, and they got weapons. 
I think the Bears the Bears will be able to hold them down defensively. I think you're looking at an under. I know we're not on that show, but we're going to talk about an under in that game. I don't know what it's going to be at, but it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Carolina defense is going to be able to withstand the Bears offense. And it's just going to come down to, you know, a field goal or whatever. It's going to be a tight game because Carolina, I don't think they've gotten blown out this year. They've either won or it's been close. So they put up points, Carolina. Exactly. So we got to depend on that defense. They have a week and a half to get healthy. Yeah. Stay healthy for that game. And, you know, another week and a half for Foles to practice as the starter. So I think I think we're looking at a Bears win against Carolina. And then we're going to have a really tough matchup uh, against the Rams. But we'll worry about that. Know, we usually match up real well against the Rams. We usually give them a go. Jared Goff hates playing Khalil Mack. Yeah. It. So I, I can't wait for that Monday night game. But in the meantime, let's, let's keep focused on the Panthers for week six. Great win today. We escaped with the win. Uh, defense did their thing. Offense, we got a little ways to go. But let's get there, man. We're, we're, we're piling on these wins while we're still trying to figure out who we are on offense. And we already know our the defense is championship level. Our offense, we got work to do. But on the way, we are 4-1. and one, And I'll take that all day. Absolutely. Uh, when we did our preseason picks, I think I had them at 2-3. and three. Maybe 1-3. Maybe and three. I don't know. So, or one and four, sorry. I think I had him one and four at this point in the season. And so to be the opposite of at four and one, I will take that every day. And, you know, just give us a chance. Give the Bears a chance. They get in the playoffs. Ooh, that defense is scary. In my opinion, what can do in playoffs time too. Nick Holt. Healthy with a great defense. We got a shot, man. We Nick got a Foles shot. in the playoffs is pretty good. I think the playoffs are going to end up being a bubble situation, so we're not going to have to worry about weather, which scares me a little bit. But it can be a benefit for the defense, too. You know, Khalil Mack, he can use his speed. If he can use his feet and not have to worry about slipping, I think that's a positive for him. So. We'll see. We're getting a little bit ahead of, uh, you know, we don't want to get the cart before the horse here. Let's take <laughs> one game at a time. Let's go beat Carolina, get ourselves to 5-1, and one, and go on from there. One game at a time. Let's go. For Doc PLC, this is your boy Smoking Jay. We got a Bears victory. We are 4-1. and one. Let's go. We are on to Carolina.